Levels, levels. Levels, levels. So uh, I'm on the road again this week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, is there anything I can do while you're out? I mean, you want to take a turn at editing? Okay. I mean, I mean, you do 98% of the work around here. I mean, I, I suppose I could take one out of 117. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Buckle up, toddlers. <laughs> Hi, toddlers. Welcome to Talking to Todd, a weekly podcast with Dwayne Johnson and Todd Prince, where failure is always an option and they can't all be winners. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Dwayne. Hey. How's it going? Pretty did I do, did I... good. Pretty good. Did we do that right? Did we? <laughs> did we do that right? Did we get that? Did we get that? Okay. Yeah. That was weird. Okay. Jesus. All right. So, so obviously, um, so we've, we've, uh, with, with Dwayne on the road, as he mentioned, um, there was a discussion about, well, maybe I should take a shot at editing. And, and apparently if you, uh, if you do the edit, you also, you also do the other part of the show. So, so, uh, in this episode, Todd is in theory doing the 98% of the work one out of 117 times and carry the six. Anyway, it still doesn't work out. Uh, was, and, and Dwayne's I, joining us. I was told there wouldn't be math, so. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll just put that in a post. So, uh, yeah. It's By clean, the way, clean, we, up, would you? Yeah, clean, yeah. Clean, uh, clean that up, would you? Yeah, you know what? Uh, I will do as good of job cleaning your stuff up uh, as you do cleaning my stuff up. So, I'm in so much trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, you are. Um. By the way, by the way, I can I can I can edit all this stuff in iMovie on my phone, right? Like that's how will that work? Yeah, yeah, that's how I do it. Every okay, time. Cool. Yeah, every week. Cool. Yeah, I'm yeah, cool. Cool. This, cool, this, cool, cool, this, cool. This episode may never air. Okay, cool. That's all right. How all right. I mean, uh, out of curiosity, yeah. How are we gonna do this? Do you even know how to post them? Um is there, is there a stamp involved? right you just you put a stamp on it and drop it in the mailbox to post it yes yeah well it's uh to 3m you send it to 3m and that's how you post it oh i was just gonna oh god darn it jeez hell not everything's changed that's good i just assumed that i put it in an envelope and i send it to uh to apple podcasts california and i mail it and then they take it and then it Actually, no, I, I, uh, no, where, where do we send it? We send it to uh, Podbean. Yes. Yeah. Don't send it to Apple because it won't no. get there. You got to send it to Podbean. That's Podbean. how we do it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. There you go. And then, and then there they open is. up the envelope and then they load it into their system. And yeah. 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 This will be um, fine. This will be on totally a floppy fine. disk. Mm. You know, uh, and not I, the small ones with the little slider, the five and a half inch. Uh, it was 96 here today. Any disk you put out in the sun for more than an hour becomes a floppy disk. So, uh, <laughs> that shouldn't bend. Well, it does now. So, all right, let's see. Uh, okay. So, so this is, this is going to be the great experiment. Cool. Um, we, no guests this week. Uh, that'd be great. Hey, Todd, do you want, do you want to take an edit? By the way, we've called in three other people. <laughs> we're going to do a group interview show. Little do you know. 
<laughs> yeah. You're going to have five tracks at the same time. Let's, we're just throwing you into the deep end. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Uh, let's take, let's, uh, let's head to feedback, follow up and updates. Um, do you, feedback. Uh, do you have any feedback from toddler number one? Um, it's more of a correction than feedback. So, but <laughs> there's, there's, there's a joke at most conferences, tech conferences and Comic-Con conferences, Venn diagram covers both. That when they open it up and says, if you if you have a question for the panel, come up to the microphone. And at every conference, this is what you get. Yeah, I have a question. Actually, it's more of a comment. And then they just go on and just make like a monologue. <laughs> Do we have any feedback? It's feedback. Actually, it's more of a correction. But okay, go ahead, please. Um, the F1 story that we talked about last week, I said there was more passing in Miami than in any other race this year. I was okay. wrong. Bahrain had more passing and Amy corrected me in real time while we were listening. Oh, so we know who our F1 expert is now. There she, there she is. She's sitting next to me in the car. So, but uh, she, the- she agrees with you that the passing in the back of the field doesn't matter. Again, Jets score a touchdown. Who cares? <laughs> when you're down 42 to nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Did have a bit of a, uh, oh man, I have, I have some feedback from Lisa from last week's show. And this just, this just pains me to no end to, to give you this. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yep. She told me that she liked your dad joke of just tuck it in. She thought that was very funny. Oh, about the the tab in DraftKings, not you not being able to see the tab yes. in DraftKings because it was tucked in. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, let's not make more of that than than we need to. Okay, moving on. Um. <laughs> uh, in in that vein, we got an email from Toddler Negative Eighteen, Sarah Judson Brown. Yeah, your comment about the RuPaul tab being tucked in behind was hilarious. <laughs> At first, I thought you needed a rim shot sound effects, but now I'm thinking a yes, queen would have been more fitting. <laughs> so that was Sarah's feedback. <laughs> Ironically, that is not the first yes, queen reference in the history of this podcast, and she's still behind me. All right. Any other any other feedback or follow up? <laughs> I, I think... There's a sometime listener to this podcast that has forbidden you from saying that phrase. And you said it, but you didn't quite say it with the intonation that you oh, ought to. I, I was referencing it, not saying it. That's, it's an important clarification. Keeps you out of trouble. Used by many, many people who uh, did something bad in social media and then tried to back away from it. So never mind. All right. That was taken out of context. Yes. I was quoted accurately, but not correctly. Uh, did, you, did you have anything else? I didn't have anything else. No, I think that's, I think that's it. Um, although it does look like you've got some follow-up. Okay, so, so what do we have on follow-up? So last week, you said something about um, if the facts are on your side, you argue the facts. And if the law is on your side, you argue the law. I, I flipped it, but yes. If if the law isn't on your side, argue the facts. If the facts aren't on your side, argue the law. Yes. 
So then, as as I referenced in what we're watching, I'm watching the Lincoln lawyer, right? Yes. Elliot Gould makes a guest appearance on one of the ex on on one of the episodes, and he says, "If you've got the law on your side." He says this in the Lincoln Lawyer. If you've got the law on your side, you pound the law. And if you got the facts on your side, you pound the facts. And if you got neither, you pound the table. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow, oh, Todd, are, do you do you need a writing credit for the Lincoln Lawyer? Maybe I, I, <laughs> the fact that this happened within the course of a week. I'm like, wow, weird, weird, huh? Right. That's going in follow up. <laughs> And listeners to this program have now gone through the equivalent of the first two years of law school. Two years? Thanks. Thanks, Eli. Um, also, you said, I don't know if this is follow-up or a correction. You said, you, you'll have to let me know after I provide this feedback. Maybe it's feedback. Okay. You said, I would respond to that. And I said something about Ted Lasso. Oh, I know what it was. I said... The Independent, Trent mm. Grimm. Yes. And you said, I would respond to that, but my response would be a spoiler for season two. Do you think yes. that there are people who have not yet watched season two of Ted Lasso that are going to? Do we really care about spoilers for season two at this point? Just say it. At this point, I no longer know what anybody has or has not watched. <laughs> I would... I would say that if we were to discuss a major plot point at the end of Empire Strikes Back, I would ask you to wait and blow the spoiler horn just so we don't ruin that for anybody before we move on. And that's that's uh, that's 80. So who knows at this point? Wait, I'm not your father here. Let me give you a hand. Um, I, I had some I had some follow up. Uh, there was a speaking of Formula One and the drive to survive. We've talked about this multiple times and the fact that they maybe take some artistic license and this is starting to get drivers aren't participating because they're kind of getting upset that yeah. the producers are literally making storylines up with things that they said and then editing them to refer to different people, different things. And they're basically just making up their own world in drive to survive that doesn't actually exist. Yeah, I, I, I believe you said we watched the same movie from opposite sides of the screen. Yes, yes. I thought that, I thought that was pretty accurate, actually. <laughs> so, yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, your feedback was well. So, in a in a report here, uh, McLaren CEO Zach Brown said um, he he's trying to warn the drivers that they need to participate, not just his, but all the Formula One drivers. Because here's what he said. I, I think I think Netflix has been outstanding for Formula One. I'm happy they've renewed for another couple of years. And then this is where he sort of explains the business model. Our whole ecosystem starts with the fan. And when you get the fan, you have countries that want to hold races. When you have broadcasters that want to spend money and broadcast our event, which then all trickles down to the racing teams, which allows us to pay the salaries of the men and women that work at our racing teams, drivers included. So what he's saying is, Drivers need to participate because this is the stuff that pays their salary. And then he goes on and talks about there's a disconnect about people that don't want to they like they they want to they want to get out of our ecosystem, but they still want to be paid. And that's not the way it works. You know, you you understand you got to. This is what you signed up for. So I think we need to stay fan focused and recognize what Netflix has done for our sport. 
Then he added, I think maybe we can tighten up some of the way they show the content that is made for television, so it's to be expected that we will have some dramatization so long as they keep the theme accurate. And I think we'd get them that feedback. <laughs> so, so, so he admits that they are taking... Um, Editorial say, liberties. Yes, liberties was exactly the word I was going to use. <laughs> yes, uh, uh, the the uh, the team principal from Alpine, not Alpine, because French, um, from Alpine also said, obviously, we need to be careful with the editing license one can take when given the pictures, footage, and recordings. So far, so good. But I do think this indeed is good for the sport. So anyway, the hey, you guys all need to participate. This is really good. We have told them to stop making crap up or as much. If you could create less from whole cloth, we would appreciate that. Once again, though, what they're admitting, I'm just going to say this, right? What they're admitting is the sport without the dramatization is too boring for people to pay attention to. (laughs) And the only way to get fans is to make up stories to get fans interested. And this is a sustainable business model. It is something. So there's our follow-up. Um, let's see. Taking a look here, Todd's Tech Corner. Um, I, I think I think we got too much content for Todd's Tech Corner this week, so we're moving on. And Dwayne's Technical Corner is on hiatus. I don't know. Do you have any? So do you have, is there Dwayne's Tech Corner? There is not. But to be clear, it's Todd's Tech Corner brought to you by the Taylor Farms Family Foundation that has no content. <clears throat> yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Got their money's worth this week. Okay. Should, okay. Yeah, here, quick. 15.5 is out. Should we update? In, in 50 words or less, you're welcome, toddlers. In 50 words or less, should you update today? <clears throat> yep. Thank you. This has been another stellar edition of Todd's Tech Corner brought to you by Taylor Farms Family Foundation. Uh, all right. Moving why am on. I Let's doing, see. Why am I doing yeah, you're that? Doing, you're, you're supposed to you're be doing, doing that. that. It wasn't in the script. <laughs> oh, the ad libs. Look at them. You know what? Here's what. Realistically, I could just go back and voice all this stuff over and drop it in and make it sound like I knew what I was doing. Okay. <laughs> um let's see oh hey uh ever popular idiots of the week um i've got a couple okay uh did you see that the uh an nba playoff uh game last night suffered uh, a rain delay no yes so <laughs> really uh, at, yes um in Dallas, Dallas and uh, the Golden State Warriors at the end of uh, they halftime finished and they came out and they couldn't play for 16 minutes because of a rain delay. There was a hole in the roof of the stadium and water was leaking directly onto the court. Now, that sounds bad. Yeah. What makes it worse is this is the second rain delay in that stadium since March. <laughs> the first one, huh, I don't look right. I guess we should probably fix it. The second one is, 
you guys aren't even trying now at this point, are you? <laughs> we're, we're just praying for it not to rain. That's our that's yeah. our plan. Yeah, that's it. You know, if it rains, just don't rain during games and we'll be fine. We're fine. It's fine. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Move along. The, uh, the second nominee I have for Idiots of the Week are, in some order, <clears throat> the NFL... Uh, Los Angeles Rams owner Stan Kroenke and potentially all the rest of the NFL owners. Now, here's why. When Stan bought the Rams in St. Louis, he decided he was going to move them to Los Angeles. And the NFL made a whole lot of statements that said, uh, hey, we're not moving. Nope, we're not moving. Don't worry about it. And then they moved them. And the city of St. Louis has sued the NFL for $780 million. Yes, they have. And the NFL uh, has started going through discovery. And they've had to, all sorts of really bad stuff has come out about this. I mean, it turns out that, I mean, the the commissioner um, stated that he didn't know that they were building a stadium. And there are documents that show that the NFL was directly coordinating with Kroenke to lie about his intentions and how to coordinate messaging to make it, including Goodell himself lying multiple times to people knowing full well that this was part of a, a part of a organized method of, of hiding what was going on. Have you seen the emails that Kroenke's kid sent? No. The short version is derogatory references to the fan base in St. Louis, essentially an F you very much letter. Have you seen? Have you, yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, here's, here's, here's what a good old boy network looks like within the NFL owners. So, and when they came time for the NFL owners to vote to let Stan move the Rams from St. Louis to Los Angeles, the other owners said, hey, we could be sued over this. And Stan stood up and said, I will indemnify all of the owners in the league. If there is, if there is a lawsuit over any of this, I alone will pay it. And he can afford it. He's, he, he, he's, he's multiple billionaire multiple times over, owns a bunch right. of sports. Yeah, he could write a check. It's fine. But he stood up and said, this is on me. I will indemnify the league. And a legal document was drawn up as part of this whole thing that said that he indemnifies the rest of the league. And Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones last year proclaimed that Kroenke is a man of principle who doesn't back away when there was reporting that he was backing away from the indemnification. It turns out the man of his word... Every NFL team had $7.5 million of their money taken away from them by the NFL recently and very quietly, which equals $232.5 million. Now, how could they take the money away? I think I'm assuming they just withheld like TV revenue. Basically, the NFL just took this money. It isn't clear whether the NFL is holding on to it. If it's a permanent removal, if this is a short-term thing, the owners haven't been told. They weren't even told this was going to happen. All of a sudden, $7.5 million that they were expecting just didn't show up. Some owners are really pissed about this and saying, what the hell? We have an agreement. Aha. 
when the agreement was drawn up between Kroenke and the rest of and the NFL with the rest of the owners, Kroenke agreed to indemnify 100% of the results of any uh, lawsuit. However, the NFL negotiated a $790 million settlement to the lawsuit, and the indemnification clause doesn't include a settlement. So, <clears throat> Kroenke reportedly is claiming he only promised to pay out any lawsuits, but he's not on the hook for the settlement. So therefore, all of the NFL owners have to kick in and pay for his lawsuit for moving his team, or pay for the lawsuit stemming from him moving his team after he stood up and promised all of them that they wouldn't have to pay a dime. So if you sue me, I'll pay. But if you settle, I won't. Is that the short version? TLDR here. Yes. According to NBC Sports, according to reporting from Mike Florio, who before he became a NFL insider, I believe is a lawyer. According to Mike Florio, at least one over previously and privately has characterized the failure of the indemnity provision to include the amount of a settlement, quote, malpractice, unquote, by the lawyers. However, a reporter for the St. Louis Post-Dispatch is now claiming maybe this wasn't an actual mistake at all. Maybe this was Kroenke and Goodell's plan all along. You know what? They're all idiots. They all trust each, what there's no victims here. I mean, they're, they're all terrible. Well, and St. Louis Ram fans. Other than that, yes. Yeah, they're all awful. Hey, by the way, the NFL, um, this is good. NFL just uh, changed their ownership rules for long stand for franchises that have been owned by a single family for a long time. The primary owner the primary owner now no longer has to own 5% of the club. They can own 1% of the club to make it easier to pass the club down and remain in the family. And you're thinking, huh, why did the NFL do that? I wonder who that's going to benefit. Two teams. Only two teams right now. Is one of them Giants? My, yeah, is one of them my team? And the Bears. Yep. There it is. <clears throat> There, there is some concern within the NFL circles that other teams that were, were held by families that had were forced to sell uh, couldn't get this relief. But now that the Bears and the Giants might be in uh, a spot of bother in the next couple of years, suddenly the NFL can change their rules. NFL owners, they are not good people. Anyway, there, idiots all the way around. All right, did you have any idiots for this week? Uh, I brought nothing to the table. Hey, that's usually my job. Okay. Um, moving see, on. Let's see. See, we're just flipping right here. <laughs> Look at us. All right. So you are on the road. Do we have travel stories? Uh, we have some pictures. Okay. This is this is typically your thing. You typically yeah. send pictures. Um, so we left yesterday morning. I, I played golf yesterday morning in Des Moines. That's how I like to start my vacations. Started out with a round of golf. And then we got in the car, we drove to Peoria, we helped Lucas move from the fraternity house into the house that he's renting for the next year. 
And Did the futon survive the move? I don't know. It hasn't been moved yet. Okay. So because the new house does not yet have water, so he's still sleeping at the fraternity house until the water gets turned on. Nothing. Nothing says like a college a college kids apartment. Like I don't know, utilities haven't been turned back on. Yep, that's college. Well, and it also says something about priorities because today they were focused on getting the internet turned on. Right. Prior to getting the water turned on. I mean, priorities, man. (laughs) Oh, it's a good thing he doesn't listen to this podcast. (laughs) So we did that last night. And then this morning we got up and we drove from Peoria to Frankfurt. And during that drive. Frankfurt, Kentucky. Not not the more well-known Frankfurt. That's a long drive. Yes. Yes. Okay. No, we did not. Yes. Okay. We, we drove to Frankfurt, Kentucky, which is only five and a half hours, but drove through Indianapolis. And a fine a fine city. Yeah, in Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Um and I said when we were probably, I don't know, fifteen miles outside Indianapolis, I said, Have you ever seen the Indianapolis Motor Speedway? And Amy says no. I'm like well, I'm not sure that we've got time now. Maybe we can stop on our way back north. Just real clear. Do you, you know it's speed week. Like, you know it's this week. Like, yes, yes. I I did like, not realize. And actually, it's Monday that we would be driving north. And she said, Monday is Memorial Day. She's oh. like, we don't want to come anywhere near. Oh. You'd be fine. Unless there's rain, you'd be fine on Monday. We'd be fine on Monday. But. Unless there's um, rain. But so, yes. But. Today, I'm like, we're so we're, you know, doing the math. Yeah, we've got time. So we drove through Indianapolis and drove by the Indianapolis Motor Speedway a couple of different times and took pictures. And this picture, Amy took. No left turn. Okay. Outside the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Think about that for a second. Yeah. In in the Indy and NASCAR uh, configuration. It's nothing but left turns. Yes, right. So we're driving by the outside of the stadium, and Amy's trying to take pictures of the outside. And that was the picture that she captured, was the speedway and the sign that says, no left turn. So (laughs) That's going to slow him down, Bob. Yeah, I don't know what he's going to do at the end of the straightaway there. Yeah, buddy. (laughs) Sorry, that's NASCAR, not Indy 500. Okay. Boogity, boogity, boogity. Oh, that's, again, not NASCAR. So we stopped by Indy, and then we drove. Our first stop, before we even got to the Airbnb, was to stop at the Buffalo Trace Distillery, which is one of the largest. It is the oldest, what I learned this week, it is the oldest, one of the oldest continuously operating distilleries in the United States because they had a medicinal license during prohibition. Medicinal. Sure. You would be amazed at the number of ailments Kentuckians had in the twenties. Huh? How about that? So weird. It's weird. It's weird. Strange. Um, and now they all have glaucoma. Hmm. 
The thing that's interesting about this picture. Yeah. 90% of the, of the distillery is to the left of that building. But the sign points to the, to the right. Yes. Because that's where you enter. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm more concerned about it's a, it's a, big picture of of a buffalo and it's buffalo trace distillery and what i really want to know is in every bottle how much of that has a trace of buffalo in it it's just just that doesn't doesn't seem right anymore i'm just gonna be honest that does not seem right anymore (laughs) i'm getting i'm getting a little bit of oak and um mm, a little bit of a little bit of chestnut and is that is that bison And and then when we were going through the tour, you may need to zoom in on the note. Oh, did you order ahead? Apparently, we did because the I mean, note- that's a hell of a that's a hell of a tasting that you're on. They reserved customer barrel for Johnson. Yeah, I'm like, uh, excuse me, that's me. The highlight of this t- of the tour, we ran into this guy who is the most famous employee. He's a third generation employee of the Buffalo trace distillery. His father, um, his father was the first African American manager of, a of a warehouse of a distillery warehouse in the United States. Um, he's been featured in, um, a, documentary about bourbon called neat that's available on netflix um and we're just we're walking out and he's you know walking through with another tour and we got our pictures taken with him and got to talk to him for a little bit uh last week i i name dropped about um about jim miller and this week uh we ran into a famous guy about bourbon so wow i didn't even recognize you in this photo Oh wait! <laughs> yeah. Seriously, dude, you're gonna want to start wearing some sunscreen because it's <laughs> yeah, the the photo of us with um I, I I swear his name is is it's I swear his name is Reggie Jackson, but hold on, googling, yeah. Yeah, his name is Reggie Jackson. Not that Reggie Jackson, the other Reggie Jackson. And and not the other Reggie Jackson. I was going to say, man, uh, that's a valuable picture of, I mean, with it's it's Reggie Jackson and uh, Dwayne Johnson together again. I mean, <laughs> you can sell that for some money. <laughs> Mr. October and The Rock back together again for the first time. It was a little chilly in the basement of the distillery. <laughs> Actually, based on that picture, I thought you said that at the end of the tour, you got invited into a prayer circle, but that's based off of that photo. It's, all right. I'm not even, I don't think I'm even in that photo. That's the problem. Um, it's, it's, Amy took the photo of the three of us. I don't have it on my phone, so I can't send it to you. So I didn't send that one to you, but Freddie, sorry, Freddie Jackson, not Reggie Jackson. Jeez. You're going to have a whole lot of cleaning up to do or not. 
Real-time corrections? Freddie Jackson. So on the tour, we ran into Freddie Jackson, who is this bourbon incredible <laughs> person that was in neat and and we got our pictures taken with him. So we met Freddie Jackson, and that was kind of the heaven, it was one of the highlights. So it was pretty cool. Um so that's what we did today, uh so far on our vacation. Day two. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> You've got a ton of work to do there. Sorry, man. I'm just thinking, so today you didn't you didn't meet Reggie Jackson, and so tomorrow you cannot meet somebody else. All right. On that, um, let's see. So so since you're since you're on vacation, have you um have you had a chance to watch anything or are you uh mostly just watching the mileposts go by? So uh, as I referenced earlier in the show, I did finish the Lincoln lawyer and I can recommend it. I, I would give it both. Well, I wouldn't give it five stars, but I would give it more than one star. I guess I'd give it a gold star. Maybe I'd give it a silver star. I don't know. It was pretty good. Um, I do recommend watching it. That was pretty good. Uh, and, and, what, other, and, and again, which service is that on? Uh, believe that is on Netflix. Okay. Sorry. Thank you. Uh, and the other thing that we're watching, Hamilton is on t- the Hamilton. The tour of Hamilton is currently in Des Moines, and we saw it on Saturday night. Still holds up. This cast, actually, I think this touring cast better than the last touring cast that we saw. They did a really, mm-hmm. really good job with it. I was, it was, it was fun. I mean, I like, I really like Hamilton. Anyway. Um, but it was it was fun to get to see again. So that's what we saw on Saturday night. So okay, awesome. How about you? What are you watching? Wow, oh, wait. So you were you were in the Civic Center, huh? Yes, I was. In in the room where it happened. Anyway, okay. So um, we. <laughs> yeah, that's just terrible. That's just terrible. There's you know what? Something's come over me now. I just I don't know where I don't all the power's gone to my head and then these stupid jokes come out. Well, you um, know, at least you're not throwing away your shot. <laughs> all right. Um we haven't watched we haven't started anything new, so uh RuPaul All Stars um yeah. still still going strong. Uh and Girls Five Eva. I the danger is the danger with Girls Five Eva, as we've now realized, is the theme song for that show is so incredibly stupid. And yet it is so catchy that last night after watching last week's episode, turned it off. And separately, Lisa and I are both singing the theme song. <laughs> Gotta watch out for that. So Amy and I got through episode one of All Stars before you and Lisa did. Yes. I texted you. Have you watched yet? Yes. Your response. No. Mom and Ed are here. We'll get there. And I'm like, let me know when you're done because I have thoughts. (laughs) And I believe at one point... On the show, they said, so no one's going home. And I looked at Amy and said, oh, so it's just like last season where they also didn't send anyone home. And then I had to wait an entire six hours before I could send you that joke. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
by the way, here's a thought. Yes. Once you guys are once you guys are back, like maybe like next week or something, I'm pretty sure that Paramount Plus supports Apple SharePlay. So I actually think that the four of us could sit down and start a FaceTime call and then start the show and it will it will sync the show up for us so we won't have the delay. I think that will work. So we might we might have a, a watch along. We we could we could do a we could do a special bonus edition of Talking to Todd where we capture the commentary of the four of us watching along. So we could say, okay, start your show now. And oh, then you could watch along with us. That's that's a pretty good idea. My other thought was we record our comments and then we strip them out and put them without any context into your soundboard. And then you just drop those into our regular show <laughs> with no context. Oh, there goes the wig. <laughs> um, let's see. Okay, so we'll work on that. We'll do some planning on that. The other thing, uh, the other thing that we were watching that was new, uh, because we got to stay on brand here, was um, this week a new uh, a new train line <laughs> opened in London. Uh, it's been thirty years in the making, and it it now it's more or less open ish. Anyway, it was sort of the official. It wait, wait, what? Either it's open or it's not. Can you get on the train or can you not get on the train? Oh, you can get on the train, but okay. So originally it was called Crossrail and it was going to go, it was going to go sort of east west all the way across London, which is not easy to do right now. So what they've done though is it's in three sections right now. But you have to, they have a, a single train. Their entire route is open, but not on a single train. So you can take a train to one station, and then you actually have to get off and then switch and then take the second one. And then you have to get off and, and then take the third one. They're still working on making like a single train go all the way. Anyway, huge deal, huge deal for London. It will actually make, um, it'll, it, it will reduce some uh, commute times by like more than 30 minutes. Big deal. It's now the, it's called the Elizabeth line. Uh, the trains are purple. So it's the purple line. Anyway, it opened on Monday and all of, uh, every train nerd in London was there for the opening and posted a YouTube video about it. And so we've, we've watched a number of, uh, of the opening of the Elizabeth line. So, uh, there was on the first train that everybody took, there was one person there who wasn't on there because he was a train nerd. He was just trying to get to work. And I think he got interviewed by multiple YouTube train nerds. Isn't this most incredible? Yeah, I'm just kind of going to work and this was going to be faster. I know, right? But did you, you see we've got our shirts and we've we've got necklaces and we're wearing socks that have the same pattern as the seats and isn't and yeah, I'm just kind of going to work. Uh, so yeah, anyway, London's a big city, but it's a big deal, big deal in English train nerd. By the way, if you go to London, it's on the tube map and through the central, through the central part of London, it goes underground, but it is not a tube line. 
So just because it's a train underground doesn't make it's a, doesn't mean it's part of the tube. It's on the tube map, and it goes underground. So when when Lindsay was there, we were also taking an underground the underground right the underground which is the tube. Yeah. When it gets outside of central London, the underground comes above ground. <laughs> And Lindsay's like, why is these trains above ground? This is the tube. It's underground. This can't be an underground if it's above ground. It's like, well, here's the thing. The underground sometimes goes above ground. And and the overground sometimes goes below ground. It goes underground. But the overground isn't the underground, and the underground isn't overground. There's a lot of YouTube videos that cover all of this. I can recommend an entire playlist if anybody else is interested in that. And I can't imagine anybody is. It's, okay. So um, it's, yeah. it's kind of a spoke and hub and spoke and hub and spoke and hub system right now eventually it'll get better no oh the no, new it's not, line oh, it's not gonna get better oh no the, the new line will eventually get better yeah 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 it'll all it'll all get better yeah yeah um probably maybe one would hope i um let's see uh, what i learned this week yeah. um oh so as you mentioned, um, this weekend, my mom and my mom and Ed were were here and visiting us. They they were at the Grand Canyon for a few days in their uh, in their in their camper van hashtag van life, and uh, they were then driving past past us and headed back up to uh, up to Idaho, I believe. Um, and Ed Ed had some Ed had some technical questions for me, um, including. Um, he has a projector so that he can hook his iPad up to a projector and then they can project movies on the side of their van. So when they're out, they can, they can watch movies, but, uh, but he'd also bought a couple of Bluetooth speakers and he couldn't figure out how to get the Bluetooth speakers working with the phone and working with the projector or, or whatever. Now this is a 21 foot Dodge ProMaster van. It's a fairly small van that they, they bought, they bought it completely empty they built it out. They converted it into a camper van, and they've been traveling around the United States in it for the last two years, I think. Um, I mean, they put in. It's got a kitchen. They. It's got a shower, bathroom, bed. It, it's very, very compact. Very compact. Here's what I learned. I like technology. I like having my gadgets, and I like having maybe an extra cable or two or whatever. I, I have more cables. I have. Lisa keeps reminding me I need to get rid of cables, and I'm like, yes, but but I have a I have I have this cable just in case. She's like, you have three of those, get rid of like. So I've gotten rid of tons of cables, but I still have more than I need, and a lot more than Lisa thinks is necessary. That's fine, but we're in a house. Here's what I found. Remember how we said we went to England for five weeks, and we took a rollerboard and a small backpack each, and we did five weeks because when when packing light, you just have to leave stuff. I couldn't take my microphone, couldn't take my laptop. Right. Mom and Ed live in a van. Space is very limited, what they can take. And Ed said, well, I got these two Bluetooth speakers. And he goes, they don't have the right connections. And then he goes and he gets, he goes out to the van and then he comes back with two more Bluetooth speakers. He goes, I couldn't get these to work. Then he goes out to the van and he gets two more speakers (laughs) So these were the first two that didn't work. And then he got these other two, but eventually those stopped. Well, they kind of worked, but kind of didn't. So then he bought, so now he has six speakers. And I said to my mom, I said, I think I know where you can get some more space in your van. And mom said, 
That doesn't count the four speakers he's mounted in the corners of the van. Let's see, Lord. So, what I learned is, I have a technology problem, and I readily admit that. <laughs> but it could be worse. <laughs> because as Lisa pointed out, she's like, I don't like how many cables you have, but at least we have room for them. <laughs> anyway, um, got it all sorted out, got the speakers working, everything works. They can now, uh, they can now play the play the video they can play they can put movies on the side of their van and they have a speaker and they can everything works the good news is he just has lots and lots and lots of backups so anyway uh you know what when space is limited you take what's important yep and apparently speakers very important (sighs) all right what what about you what did you learn this week so one of the things that we've been doing during the drive because again we had four hours over to Peoria, another five and a half hours today over to Frankfurt in preparation for this bourbon trail trip that Amy and I are taking. We've been listening to bourbon podcasts. You've given me crap about train videos and now you're listening to burp. Oh, you know what though? That's homework though. You're trying to get the, yeah, makes sense. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, Top seven bourbons you have to have in your bar. Top 11 overrated bourbons. How bourbon is made. The difference between bourbon and whiskey and scotch and rye. Because those are all distinct things, right? Um, Some of which I knew. Some of which I didn't. Um. But the, the bottom line, the overall thing that I learned was that bourbon drinkers have opinions. Huh. That's weird. And these guys start out many, and I mean many, of their podcasts with, you know what? If you're a troll and you're just here to criticize, you know what? You can turn it off right now. We don't care. You can just take your trolling somewhere else because, you know, bourbon is about bringing people together. And these are absolutely our opinions. If you don't like them, fine. You may like this bourbon. You may not like this bourbon. This is 100% my opinion of what I feel like today. You know, these are the top five bourbons available to me right now on my shelf behind me. And that's what I'm talking about, right? And if you don't like it, you know what? You can just take your trolling somewhere else because there's apparently a lot of trolling going on because they have, they give this disclaimer over and over and over. But at, the, at its essence, bourbon is about bringing people together. And we made 16 new friends on this Bourbon Trace distillery tour today and just had a blast. And I'm really looking forward to the next five days of touring and I'll have more stories later, but so far it's been a great trip. One, one idea, just thinking about this, I'm just trying to help you out here. Right. Yeah. Um, if you happen to find yourself, if, if Amy goes off and does something else or goes back to the apartment and you find yourself, uh, in a bar by yourself, uh, with your bourbon sort of at the end, 
and somebody looks down there and goes, look at that sad sack by himself just sitting there drinking. You can look up and go, I'm not. Just recording my podcast. Talking to bourbon. The music is Happy Boy by Kevin McLeod. Subscribe wherever you get your pods. Search Talking in the number two, no G, no space. We have a page on Facebook, so tweet us on Facebook. I think that's how that works. We have award-winning merch on Zazzle. You can leave us a voicemail at 515-ALSO-CPA. That's 515-257-6272. Don't forget uh, to join us and visit us at the Tuba City Home Office. Please don't do that. Thanks to our listeners and sponsors, Toddler3187, dj to go Cedar Valley, and the Taylor Farms Family Foundation. And you may send us your feedback at feedback at talkingtotodd.com. Dwayne? So here's the problem with this. You've had 117 episodes to figure out how to quickly Google something and come up with something pithy at the end. How you do that is amazing. Not as easy as it looks, huh? I tip my hat to you, sir. And on that, we'll we'll clean that up next week. <laughs> or not. We'll see. We've been talking to Todd. <laughs> If I'm honest, about five minutes ago, I was looking through the rundown and I changed it from Todd to Dwayne. And I thought, <laughs> oh, let's see what he does with this. See, the problem is I wasn't thinking about that during the show as to which part I wanted to stick you with. <laughs> Look, it's a lot... It's a lot more complicated than it looks. <laughs> That's talent. I am. <laughs> Again, I tip my hat to you, sir.